They always get the bad rap. So, anyways, hey, uh, when did we start putting so many chairs up front? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Man. Our, yeah. Okay. Um, tonight, uh, we're going to have the opportunity to be able to hear from our uh, Panama mission team. And then I am going to do a, uh, you've heard of speed dating, so we're getting ready for Valentine's. I'm going to give you a speed missions uh, night here, so of uh, uh, going. So uh, we're going to do that uh, towards the end, and then we're going to close out the night just praying for some specific uh, opportunities that we have coming up in front of us, uh, mission opportunities, and all of that. As we get started tonight, any prayer request? Yes, Jack. Right, so young man who's a senior at Southmore, be praying for him. He is uh, not doing well and uh, works with Misty. And then uh, Ken Jenkins is also his para at school. So be praying for that family. Uh, I know that lots of people in our community are and helping to raise money to help come alongside them. So pray for uh, him and his family. Any any other prayer requests? Carol. So Mary Lou. Okay. Yeah. So be praying for uh, Mark. Many of you know Mark, um, just one of our city councilmen and more and extremely involved in our community. So be praying for Mark. Phyllis. Yeah, be praying for Eddie and Opal. I know Opal's really struggling with not being with him and, and all of that. Everything is new. They We had a bunch of guys that went up and helped them move uh, about a month ago. So uh, pray for Eddie and Opal. Pray for uh, Margie Lewis. Uh, I believe she's still up at Southwest Medical. Uh, she'll be going home today or tomorrow, but uh, be praying for uh, Margie. She had hip surgery at, uh, last Friday, and everything went well, but uh, be praying for her. Yes. Okay, so pray for uh, Glenda and Don Carr's daughter, or granddaughter, uh, and their daughter Whitney is probably the mom, so be praying for, praying for them. All right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's pray, and then uh, we're gonna share about our Panama trip and and all of that. But uh, um, you guys, hey, Stu, would you mind opening us up in a word of prayer? And uh, you guys feel free to pray, and then I'm gonna close us here in a minute. Thanks, Stu. Father, we thank you for tonight and just our opportunity to gather again together. Father, just to think about each of these prayer requests that were mentioned, Lord, you know each unique need. And I'm thankful for so many as they share. God, we're reminded of all the relationships and how you intentionally put us in other people's lives to come alongside them, to encourage them, to pray for them, to lift them up. And God, I pray that uh, as, as we pray for healing, it's not just for them to be 
well, but God, we're praying for you to be glorified in each of their lives. I pray that you would be with each of these families, that they would, in the midst of all of this, uh, draw their hearts to you. And Father, we uh, thank you for, I thank you for this church family and how I see opportunities for us to continue to come alongside one another and pray for one another, encourage each other. We love you and it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. All right, well, uh, I want to share just a, a little bit, uh, and then I've got a couple of th three guys that are going to come up and share about our trip. Uh, we, uh, uh, just to say this, uh, anytime that we put out uh, opportunity to go on a mission trip, uh, I know what the need is, most, mostly on the field, uh, but I never know who's going to respond. And I'm always amazed at how God provides the right people for the right opportunities for everything that takes place. And this trip was a great reminder of that. Uh, to go to Panama and say we were building a building and us committing, and it's like I have no idea who's going to go. I don't know who can go. I don't know who's willing to go pay and work their tails off. And uh, what we found out to be hot, hot. And uh, you know, if you saw Gary Shaw last week, he had blisters all over his lip from being out there, and, and uh, Jeff Meyer, you know, everybody's skin's starting to come back to normal now, but uh, it's, uh, it was hot, and it was hard work, but the Lord provided the right people at the right time, and I look up at one point, Bill Pickle is there, and, you know, Bill Pickle climbed telephone poles for a living, and everything we were doing was up in the air, and, and uh, um, you know, I believe in that scripture passage, Lo, I'm with you always, and, and uh, I'm thankful for Bill. Mark Rose went, and Mark has built uh, um, uh, ropes courses and, and done that all over uh, the world, really, just being able to, to do that and used to riggings and, and uh, uh, safety and all of that. Uh, you know, when we put this in front of us, uh, little did we know who would be able to go, but I'm thankful for how God provides the right people. I'm going to ask Bill Pickle to come up and share. Bill Pickle's going to share then Neil Reeser is going to share, and then Mark Rose is going to share. And uh, uh, we've got a few pictures uh, of our team up here. We tried to get a good picture before we left at 5 o'clock. And have you ever seen the office where they're all looking at different cameras? That was us. We got a little bit better after we ate breakfast. And uh, so, uh, but I'd yet to think, I, I don't think we got one of Jeff Meyer smiling. Although he did tell me he's willing to go back and mix mud for when they do concrete. So I know his heart is he's ready to go back. So uh, anyways, to give those guys a hard time, it was hot and miserable, but uh, I know they're smiling on the inside. So anyways, Mark, come up and, and uh, share. Or not Mark, Bill, sorry. Um, I went in July, last July, and it was a whole different trip. We had a whole lot of different experience and basically worked from the time we got out there to the time we left to go back to the uh, hotel. This trip was a little slower. There was a lot of standing around we weren't used to. We were expecting more lack of tools, lack of equipment. We brought our own tools, which was a blessing, godsend. Um, but it was, uh, it was interesting. Like he said, the right people. Um, on this trip, I only knew two of the guys that went, so I got to meet other people that have been in the church, and as Owen and Jim have stressed so much, you know, for the last couple of years, it's the relationship. You get to know people personally, and not just with the people in Panama, but the, the, the team that we had. Getting to know Mark and Neil, um, I knew Jeff, but know more about him now Gary Shaw I had never met even though you know he's you know an older man been in the church and he was fascinating with his career but just I feel like the bond that we developed together as a team um, we had a lady out of Kansas Nancy who was awesome um, we all sat down took water breaks I'm not sure she sat down the entire trip um, she was just incredible uh, but it was it was very very rewarding. It was frustrating at times, and I spent a lot of time in prayer for myself with my attitude because I wasn't used to the standing around, so that was a little a little frustrating at times, but just had to be aware that's not why I was there. It wasn't me in charge and leading the thing. 
the realization of that was the first time Pastor Ricardo's wife, Rosa, came, and she's almost in tears just to see what little bit we had accomplished, in my eyes, what little bit. And um, she just, you know, for them, this is a dream come true. Uh, Ten years in a carport to be now having a place that they can meet. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in our Sunday school last Sunday was, you know, we are blessed to have the building that we have. And in Oklahoma City, there's a, literally a church almost on every corner and the buildings that we have and how many of us would actually get up and go sit in a carport in 85 to 95 degree heat every every week. I mean, it's just incredible, their dedication. And um, uh, some of y'all on Facebook might have seen the pictures. They have finished the roof, and they had a dedication uh, service on Sunday afternoon. And, I mean, that just, it brings tears to my eyes seeing that on there because they are so thankful and so excited to have a place to meet, to call their own, and it's just going to get better as time goes on. But I was I, I, I feel honored and blessed that I had the opportunity to go. Hi, my name's Neil Reeser and um, went to Calgary last couple of summers ago and was a just really neat trip and so when I was going to Panama I really didn't know what I was getting into like I did when I went to Calgary, but I just kind of had to just have a spirit of whatever happens, happens, and God wants to see us be used, and it was really just neat to see how, what Jim had said, how each of us had just kind of just all worked together in unity, and we all have different skills and did different things, and we, because of the weather and how hot it was, we just really had to look out for each other and um, just make sure we were drinking water, and we all of us guys were trying to figure things out and how are they going to do this and how are they going to do that and none of us spoke Spanish no one we couldn't understand uh, Pastor Ricardo and the three guys he had working um, with him but um, we kind of got had an idea of how something was going to happen and then um, they started doing something different so we just had to you know just go along and be submissive and be patient and and, and God accomplished um, that week we were there what he wanted to, to, to accomplish we all were very motivated to complete the building and and get the roof up and and we were a little bit discouraged at the end of the week but then you know i just kind of knew that hey these guys are going to just jump right back on there and, and get it done so we were all very just very satisfied but um uh, just really thanks to amy's parents it really made the trip go well because we were able to have a home-cooked meal every night and just relax at their home and just uh, you know, get uh, get home and or get back to the hotel, take a shower and cool off, and then go eat and just fellowship was a really uh, great time. Just getting to know her her parents and we had some other visitors there too as well. But um, something that just really uh, motivated me was um, just that this building is going to be used, um, you know, just every week to share the gospel to young children. And they have a place for vacation Bible school now. And I just remember when I was young, that's how I came to the Lord, just being invited to vacation Bible school. And I just think about, you know, week after week, summer after summer, kids in that community have a place to go and hear the gospel and to be trained and be taught. And Pastor Ricardo is just, um, he's just a great leader and he's got a great vision for what he wants to do. And, um, it's going to happen. You're going to see fruit, and you're going to see things happen there. It's, uh, it's just amazing. And hopefully the team that goes back in uh, uh, July will be able to use that facility. Um, it's just an open building right now, which is they're pretty happy with just being able to do that because they're in the shade. They can uh, meet in the shade. There's another young pastor named Rufino. And so I think there's more than one service that they'll be able to use that facility for. And I asked one of the young guys that um, was doing the welding, I said, who's going to put the brick around this thing? And he says him and the pastor would. So there's just two or three guys that are going to put brick all the way around this building, one brick at a time. And so there's still opportunity for us to go back and serve and to give and to minister in that area. So um, 
did just about everything. It was just really, uh, for me, I love to do construction work, and I, I just had a blast. And it was just great to get to know. Anytime you go serve with somebody else in the church, you just really get to know them on a much deeper level than just, you know, coming to church and sitting in a, in a chair next to them. So if you have the opportunity to, to go and serve, um, it's a great way to really know your fellow members. Good evening. My name is Mark Rose. Uh, I have a wife, Cher. Um, we work in the uh, college Sunday school. I have two daughters, freshman in high school daughter and a freshman in college daughter. So um, we've been around for a while. And I got to go on this trip, and I want to talk about three things, basically the work, pastor and his wife, and then kind of how it affected me. So the work you've heard from Neil and Bill that, uh, and Jim, it was hot like fifth level of Chernobyl hot. Um, so, and, you know, we, we worked through it, and as they said, drank a lot of water and took breaks and things. And so we had, depending on the day, four to five local um, Panamanians that were there helping us. And so the work was the work. And I've heard Jim say quite a few times that a lot of the focus of what we do with missions is that we do the work so that other people can stand on our shoulders whether we're helping other churches locally or other groups that we do the work so then other people can come behind. And so that's what we did on this trip. There were a lot of other groups that have gone before. And, I mean, my oldest daughter remembers several years ago going when it was just a grass field. And so then they cleared the land and another group went and poured the footing. And then we had another group go last year about pouring the foundation and then a different group, not from our church, came in and put up the four or the ten vertical poles. We were building literally on top of what other people had been there and done before us. And so it was fun to be able to see it kind of come to completion after we left to be able to see the roof and, and things on it and have their dedication um, service this weekend. It was really fun to see those pictures and see them using it. So that was the work itself. Um, yeah, it was hard, but it was also about the people that was there. And that leads me to the second point of Pastor Ricardo and his wife, Rosa. So, yeah, we didn't, we didn't necessarily, necessarily speak the same language. There was a lot of finger pointing. There was a lot of this and that and trying to figure things out. But as Jesus talks about either in Matthew um, 9, verse 37, or talking about it again in Luke 10, verse 2, where the, the harvest is plentiful. Uh, Pastor Ricardo and his wife, they're in the middle of it. They're in the middle of this community, and it is a poor community of, of just families that are in the need of Christ. And so I have high respect for them and, and their family and where they've met under the carport for years and years and years. But they have got a grand plan. They've got such a neat forecast or a future for what they think God is telling them to do for this property that yes it would j even with the roof but their plan is for it to be a training area in that uh, region for other local pastors to come in and use the facility and they're going to have like Neil said the Bible school for the young kids in the neighborhood and just be a place hopefully that's light in a very very dark world down there and so I uh, appreciated Pastor Ricardo and, and Rosa and their family as well. And the last thing is, what does it mean to me? For me on the mission trip, um, I would echo what the guys said, is that I didn't know a lot of them, and so getting to know the people on your team that's going is one of the big benefits, that you get to know people that, yeah, you might sit next to them or you might see them, but like now you've spent time and you've gone through the hassle of travel and getting stuck and having to sh cram in the vans or the taxis when it's, 500 degrees and you're sweaty next to each other and you know there's a little different personality sometimes that comes out when you're going through that versus sitting nice prim and proper Sunday mornings and so it was fun I, and I, I think the team as Jim said the team it's it was neat to see how God brought it together what looked like very disparate or, or different or you know just people he had a plan and it worked very, very well, and I think the team worked well together, which says, I think, some things about um, our church 
and the sending and the, and the feel that we have for missions, whether it's local or international. So my encouragement is, because the way it affected me was, yes, I got to know some folks. Yes, we got to go do some work. But I would try to be very, very careful to make sure that it wasn't the mentality of, oh, the Americans are going to come in and save someone or fix someone, and then we're going to go away. Yeah, yes. There's got to be more than that. Number one, that's not really true in my opinion. But number two, there's got to be more than that. And so the way it affected me was a great perspective reset to remember I don't have to go halfway around the world. I don't have to go to Central America to be able to realize I've got the same command to do this to my neighbor across the street. And why do I feel like I can do it in Panama or Ukraine or France and I don't go across the street and talk to my neighbor? So for me, it was a great reset to remember I've got to do that just as much and pay attention to that. So I would encourage you, um, think about your neighbors across the street or next door. But also, this, you know, if you do feel called and God's saying, hey, maybe a mission trip is something that you need to do. Well, you know, I'm 65 and I've never been on a mission trip. I can't do it. Yeah, you can. If God's calling you to do it, that would be my encouragement to listen to that. And, and this is a great trip for it. So I know we're going to be sending groups back to Panama. Uh, it's only a one-hour time difference. The, the flights are pretty easy. Um, they treat you well. The food was right on, so uh, Priscilla hooks us up with some good food. But you're going to work like a dog during the day, so prepare your mind for that. So, but anyway, appreciate the time, and I appreciate the team that we went with and uh, getting to know you guys and even Miss Nancy from Kansas, getting to know her as well. Except for the burgers, Frederick. <laughs> Cooked them a little. <laughs> bit into mine and Mark was sitting next to me. Hmm. That's all I heard. Um, there's really red meat down there. Um, just to let you know, we've been going to David for uh, probably over 10 years. And just to let you know the connection, Amy uh, Hicks back here is uh, her parents live down in David. And many of you actually know them. They used to go to First Moore. And they're actually looking at uh, moving back to the States. But for the last, how long have they been down there, Amy? Ten years? And uh, we were talking, we, our first trip down there with a group was in 2009, I believe. And uh, we went down and uh, took a group. Uh, and so the investment that Jim and Emma have made in this local congregation has been amazing. Uh, when we got there, they said, uh, oh, we're... We're fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars short on materials to be able to finish out the roof, and uh, uh, I I want to say that we had a team of seven go, but all of us went because I was able to call back to Jonathan and Jonathan, we need fifteen hundred dollars to finish this, and Amy was able to pick up a check that that day from Jonathan and deposit it in her dad's account that's an American account here, and uh, they were able to buy the material uh, that day or the next morning. Uh, to be able to finish out the roof. Um, and I'm thankful that uh, we have a church family that gives. Uh, so although you may not physically be going, I just want to thank you for how you participated and how you prayed for us and, and participated. And, and uh, not only Jim and Emma's, but uh, Pastor Ricardo and Rosa that Mark mentioned, the investment that they're making. Every young man that was working on the site with us have been discipled by them. And they are members of the church. Their investment of what they were doing and, and all of that and uh, uh, was incredible. In fact, I believe that several of these young men are going to go out and start new churches in the community uh, around David. A uh, young man that was with us, Rufino, uh, is already uh, planning a church out in another neighborhood. And uh, so uh, all of that is happening. So here's what our prayer is. My prayer is for the future of David. Even though Jim and Emma are moving back, we're going to continue to engage. With this building that's there, they're building in a, a community called Los Lomas, and uh, there are going to be more houses that are going to be built around them. It's on a hillside. It's going to be able to look out all over all of these houses. And uh, we're going to continue to go and to continue to reach out into this community, praying for them to be able to do that. But also, I believe that God's gifted uh, the right people at Emmaus to be able to even go down and help with some theological training uh, for pastors in the area to be encouragements to other pastors that are pastoring out 
uh, in the jungle, in uh, people groups, uh, just difficult places. Uh, last summer when we went to hear, uh, get to hear Pastor Owen just ask questions, and, and the true sense of it, an elder uh, asking questions. I'll, I'll never forget this old man asking questions about just something pretty basic, pretty simple, and Owen being able to answer that uh, biblically and, and uh, uh, just the investment that we can make not only in this church but in uh, the region. IMB missionaries are no longer in the area. Matt uh, Hofield, who we work with, is contracted with them a little bit. Uh, but uh, So we're going to continue to engage there, and our prayer is that uh, we, this is just going to simply be a process that we continue to, to go. Next uh, March, we're going to try to look at, we are looking at uh, Pastor Owen and Amanda uh, taking a team down where we're going to invest in pastors in the region and uh, their marriages and do some theological training there as well. Uh, but uh, I'm going to ask uh, for you to be praying about that now uh, and uh, us looking at uh, going back down there. We'll go again in July, but uh, uh, trying to look at July, but uh, definitely uh, next March. So just want to put that in front of you. Be praying for uh, Dabid, uh Central uh, Family Christian Church is what it's called. And uh, Pastor uh, Ricardo and them do an amazing job. Uh, this is the carport, and I'll never forget last summer being able to go and uh, be in Calgary. We were worshiping in a movie theater. Emmaus was worshiping in our worship center, and our Panama team was down worshiping in that carport. And uh, just to think how God is moving all around the world uh, together and us getting to, to, to participate in that. Uh, go on through there. Uh, a couple of photos here ahead is Pastor Ricardo and his family. Uh, mainly young adults. There's the guys finishing up. They got the last sheets on the roof, and uh, it's finished out there. They did their uh, inaugural, their uh, uh, first service uh, this last Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock, so there's an hour time difference. So during our marriage conference, they were sending me all these photos about what was taking place uh, there in Panama. Uh, and just to let you know this, this young man in the blue shirt right there in the middle next to me, between me and Gary uh, Shaw, uh, is named Kenner, and uh, Kenner we met at Thanksgiving. He is uh, uh, was an exchange student at UCO, and as we we found out that he was from Dabid, and so called uh, Kenner there. Kenner's wanting to learn English, so here's an opportunity. When we talk about ministering around the world, and Mark says it happens right here in our front door, the opportunity to be able to build into internationals' lives uh, right here locally uh, for what can happen globally. Uh, and uh, Kenner was a, a great reminder of that. So connecting with uh, him, and of course, we're already halfway through the week, and he said, I said, what does your dad do? He owns a business there. We have welders and all of this, and I was like, I'm not telling that with our team. I won't share that, but uh, anyways, <coughs> uh, but it's always ama amazing how even God provided Kenner and being able to meet our team, and he was so excited to meet Jim and Emma and uh, to practice his English with our team, and and uh, looking forward to continued future opportunities, meeting, connecting with him and his family. Um, I want to share with you, uh, this is Pastor Ricardo and Rosa. Uh, on the right is their uh, uh, middle son, uh, Jeremy. Uh, next to him is their older son, Arnold. That's his fiance. Arnold's a firefighter there in Dabid. Uh, Pastor Ricardo and Rosa, and then their daughter, uh, uh, Priscilla. Pamela, thank you. And, uh, and then Pamela's uh, boyfriend, probably soon-to-be husband, Edgar. Uh, so Edgar will be a pastor, I know, in the future there in Dabid as well. So be praying for them. Uh, pray for that family. Uh, I want to share with you, uh, I told you you've heard about speed dating. I'm about to uh, do a speed missions uh, emphasis here. Uh, as we share about Panama, I want to share with you something uh, Mark had said this, you know, we're always reminded when we're going, Stu, when you're going, we're always reminded that uh, the gospel is not just for where we're going. The gospel is for right here. The, the command of Scripture is that you and I are to be building relationships for the purpose of sharing the gospel with the lost and dying world to every person that we come into contact with. And I want to encourage us, just as I think about that, uh, you may have been praying for somebody and their salvation and I was just reminded this this week, uh, praying for something, uh, uh, you know, have we verbally told them about Christ? The person that we're praying for their salvation, have you and I verbally told them about Christ and had that opportunity, had that uh, conversation with them? 
And uh, as we think about going to Panama or Calgary or wherever that may be, the emphasis is always going to be as we leave these doors, the mission field is wherever we are. And uh, as you go home, uh, I just want to, I jokingly said uh, to our staff uh, a few weeks ago uh, that our local outreach, I'm just going to call this a no-fly zone. I've had several friends that have said, uh, I'm terrified to get in a plane, I'm not going anywhere, all of that. So, uh, so this is a no-fly zone when we think about locally and what's happening. But I want to just share with you, all of the ministries that are listed there are things, are ways that we are connected to our community and um, uh, in, uh, through different ministries. This Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock, I would love for you to have a representative from your Sunday school class to join me this next year as we begin to, to look at how we continue to engage our church family in missions, whether it be here locally or globally. And uh, we're going to meet right here in room 200 at 4 o'clock this Sunday afternoon. And uh, I want to just share with you all that's happening, how you can uh, engage your Sunday school class, your small group, uh, in getting engaged in missions. Uh, and, uh, and I want to encourage all of our Sunday school classes that our uh, Christmas fellowship isn't all that we do outside of Sunday school or our small group. Uh, and uh, just to list all of these, we have the very uh, great uh, opportunity to be next-door neighbors to the Baptist Children's Home. And just want to remind you of the ministry that's taken place there through the Children's Hope as single moms. And uh, uh, in fact, they need volunteers every Monday night from 645 to 815. I've gone over there and those kids need men in particular that uh, will meet them. And uh, we, uh, we go th- they have a curriculum they go through. We're just there to build relationships with the kids. But uh, uh, Children's Hope, we have some of the young moms that are coming here. And just an incredible blessing that is. Uh, the Hope Pregnancy Center, and in fact, uh, you'll see the Hope Pregnancy Center there, and then on under uh, 2019 initiatives, the Grace Home, ministering to uh, those who with unplanned pregnancies. Uh, I'll never forget years ago, Brooke and I getting a phone call from a, a, a kid that thought they were pregnant, and uh, the first place that we took them was uh, to the Hope Pregnancy Center. And this was a kid in the community. They were terrified to tell their parents. And so Brooke and I picked her up, took her, uh, and uh, this was before we had kids. Uh, and uh, I always joke, they made us watch a, v- a video in the lobby, and then Kennedy showed up, and it was like, oh. Um, so um, I probably shouldn't share that. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, just the, the incredible ministry uh, that's there. Uh, with the Hope Pregnancy Center. Whiz Kids, uh, every Tuesday afternoon, we have a group that's meeting with uh, uh, students. In fact, uh, you pray for those kids because I know that uh, uh, one of those kids' uh, sibling, older brother, was uh, killed uh, actually by a, a parent. Is that right, Carol? The, the parent has been accused of uh, child abuse. So uh, be praying for... Uh, our WizKids tutors, if that's something you're interested in, we meet at Exchange Avenue Baptist Church every Tuesday afternoon, uh, work with Westwood Elementary Kids, and uh, uh, this is, Carol? Okay, good, I'm glad you shared that, yeah. But we'll continue to engage down there, and the family that uh, we built a home for, and by the way, I need to give you an update on that. But uh, uh, WizKids, uh, Carolyn Willis is helping us to connect. So I'd love to have somebody from Emmaus connected with each of these different ministries. And just to let you know, the WizKids house that uh, we built, uh, I had uh, their first utilities bills sent to us. And Cody and Chris and them, they, they did the insulation, the spray foam insulation. Their first uh, electric bill was like $42 uh, for their house. And it was really cool to know that, oh, that works. Uh, so, but uh, that was our prayer. We moved them in on December the 24th, uh, December the 23rd, I'm sorry, December 23rd, we moved them into the house, and uh, now they still don't have landscaping out front. We still have to go finish that, and, uh, but it's been so wet where uh, in the back of the house, we can't get the equipment back that we need to, so we're actually waiting for it to dry out, and so the city won't officially release it until we get a tree planted in the yard and some grass planted. Uh, but uh, we will be making a call out to uh, others to, to jump in and help us uh, there with the, the WizKids house. And uh, they are so excited 
uh, to do that. And then we will, we're going to do a, a, a luncheon for all those who worked on the house and uh, do all that. Operation Christmas Child uh, obviously is a great ministry here. Uh, uh, Deanne uh, Pollard is our coordinator for us as a church. And then we've been visiting with someone about uh, uh, taking over Ann Darling's place as our regional collection site. And so I should be able to share that information with you uh, here pretty soon. But Operation Christmas Child, Church in the Park is a ministry. Uh, Faith Medical Clinic meets every Thursday night in our community. And uh, if you're Sunday school class, we need small groups that would be able to feed their volunteers. They have about 30 volunteers uh, every second Tuesday of the month. I uh, would love for us to connect uh, and uh, be able to help feed their volunteers that are meeting at the More Faith uh, Medical Clinic. All of these different ministries there. Uh, just to let you know, this will be the first summer that we do. Uh, we've done baseball camp uh, clinics through the ambassadors. Last summer, we had 150 kids out there able to share the gospel with them and their families. This year, because of the incredible response that we've continued to have, we're going to do a three-day mini camp. Uh, that'll be out there and the opportunity for the ambassadors to build into those kids' lives to share the gospel uh, for us to be able to follow up. And uh, we partner with uh, Cole Cleveland, who's now the pastor over here at uh, Grace uh, Community Church uh, right there on Santa Fe. And uh, Cole is the executive director for the ambassadors. And so I look forward to us partnering with one of our local churches, uh, sister churches, in uh, doing that. Uh, more Youth Baseball Chapel, they've invited us to, to be out there. And I want to encourage you. If you've got a young uh, a son who plays baseball out there, uh, I would love for you to go with me on that Sunday morning, and uh, we meet out there at 8.15, and uh, uh, for your son or you to share a testimony, uh, and uh, we just do a little uh, devotion out there at uh, the ballpark, but an opportunity for us to be able to uh, engage uh, our community that way. Uh, disaster relief, uh, we are doing a training here in March, and I do not have that date right right away, <coughs> but um, in March, we're going to be doing training here. I'm going to need 15 volunteers on a Saturday morning uh, that are going to help with uh, receiving people into the building, but uh, they'll be trained on all kinds of things, disaster relief. One of our responsibilities is the shower trailers for the state, uh, and uh, this morning, I got a call from a community on uh, the border that's been without water for the last five days. And uh, National Guard has come in, and they were asking us if we could bring shower trailers in. They had a water source, and uh, by noon today, uh, that all happened this morning, and by noon, everything had worked out. The, D, uh, the DEQ, I guess, uh, had been there in the states, got it taken care of, but um, things like that will pop up. Uh, ministries on the University of Oklahoma campus, uh, the BCM ministry. Uh, this week, I was able to meet with their minister who works with international students, and just uh, the incredible outreach uh, that the BCM and both the university and other ministries that are having there on the campus. And I'm thankful for the discipleship that's taken place among our college students there on campus. But these are two ministries that we support uh, through uh, your giving. Uh, Mission Aviation Fellowship uh, and, uh, and then our school outreach. Tuesday through Friday mornings, we are at different schools leading a teacher devotional having the opportunity to pray for our teachers, pray for uh, those families walking through those doors. And so if you're ever interested in going with me, we go Tuesday through Friday uh, to those different schools there. And uh, we're there for 15 minutes, uh, 20 minutes, uh, meeting with uh, teachers and praying with them. Uh, this next year, I'd love for us to be praying about uh, Christine Young is uh, heading up, uh, getting us engaged, more engaged in foster and adoptive care ministry and looking at ways that we first can come alongside our families uh, here in our congregation that are interested in that ministry, but also that uh, are wanting to engage in other ways. So uh, pray for uh, Christine as she's really helping to lead out in that. Um, and, uh, and then I'm going to ask you to pray for uh, Muslim outreach in our, uh, really in our city and uh, uh, in the metro area. The Lord has put a young man, and I've had him here share with you on a Wednesday night, uh, Pastor Fashid, uh, and uh, uh, the Lord's opening up doors for us to be able to partner with uh, some local churches uh, for this to become a, a, a bigger ministry. And so I'm going to ask you to be praying for that, and I hope to be able to have more information to you on that soon. Uh, but a church plant and Emmaus helping to partner with that, with Pastor uh, Fashid uh, and uh, all that's taken place there. 
Mission Norman, uh, you know, we're, uh, Mission Norman is a ministry in Norman. In fact, one of our uh, men, Tony Meek, is uh, on their board, and, and uh, it's just an incredible ministry of, uh, that they have to uh, reach out into Cleveland County, and it's amazing the number of families that are walking through their doors. They have uh, uh, duplexes for homeless families that they have a, a way that they're engaging uh, in helping homeless families uh, uh, be able to be sheltered and, and uh, moving forward in their lives as a family. Uh, Grace Home, which is in Blanchard, uh, taking in um, moms who are uh, unwed uh, moms who are pregnant. Uh, And then praying for ministry for women in crisis. This last fall, it seemed that uh, there were several uh, instances where we were on the front lines of uh, women in need, in desperate need, uh, and learning the resources that our community has to be able to meet those women. And so this is what I would say to you ladies um, I need ladies that uh, can help to, to step up. If there's a need like that, that we're able to meet those needs immediately. Uh, so uh, one is one instance was meeting a woman uh, that uh, we met over. We were called to meet her at uh, the 104th Walmart. Uh, she had, they had opened the door. She was all bloody and uh, mud all over her and uh, trying to find a safe place for her uh, that, uh, that she could be. Immediately, and that's where I found out about the Palomar House uh, through the Oklahoma City Police Department, uh, the YMC or YWCA, and uh, getting her to a safe place. But uh, other instances like that uh, where we have the opportunity to do that. The Cleveland County Sheriff's Office uh, called this last uh, November, December, and asked if we would be willing to partner with a pilot program that they wanted to engage those uh, inmates who had been uh, inmates the longest in their facility, uh, women moms uh, being able to have a visit with their children so uh, many of you helped to participate in that we had about 30 people involved in that and uh, and then our staff went over uh, one day before Christmas and were able to give the gifts that you gave uh, and share the uh, the different refreshments that you made but to see these moms um, see their children and hug their children for the first time in months and uh, to be able to be with them uh, I'm thankful for our sheriff. Uh, we have one of our members, an under-sheriff, uh, Blake uh, Green, uh, so we'll be praying for him. And um, uh, But the sheriff's office has called us and asked if we would be willing to participate in that once quarterly uh, to do that. So if that's of interest to you, I'd love to, to work with you on uh, getting engaged uh, and love to see different small groups take one of those opportunities and us working with you to be able to do that. Uh, so our first visitation program would be March the 16th. Um, <clears throat> the baseball camp I shared, LifeWise is a, a, uh, a curriculum that uh, can be taken into uh, schools. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, I'm praying for an opportunity to go into Moore's Alternative School that meets uh, in the evenings, uh, praying for that opportunity. So those are some of the things locally. And I want to say this. There are a lot of things that uh, come our way on a daily basis. And, and praying for discernment about how we engage and what we do because, you know, it's easy to think that we can stretch ourselves too thin. And, um, but there are going to be things that you as an individual come up and, and uh, there are things that I do individually. There are going to be things that you do individually where you're engaging our community with the purpose of the gospel. And we'll always want to encourage that. There are going to be things that your small group is able to do and, and being able to engage and how you, how you do that. And then there are going to be some things that we do as a congregation and, and looking at that. And these are some of those things that uh, we are looking at and how we partner with these. And the purpose of this is not just to s- send money to someone and, and uh, provide resources. Our opportunity is to be able to come alongside them to build relationships with the purpose of sharing the gospel with a, a, a lost and dying world, and it gets us outside of these doors and opportunities where people are uh, in hard places, and uh, we pray for continued opportunities uh, to be able to do that. And then I want to invite you to turn over uh, globally, just sharing some of the things that are coming up. Uh, our global outreach right now, partners in Calgary, uh, Multiply Church, Pastor Cl- Chris Flora and his staff, um, and then uh, David Panama, uh, Ukraine. Uh, we've been on the been messaging them this morning, trying to get more details. But we've got a team that's going this July. We'll have two 
two teams, two opportunities to be able to stay a 10-day trip and a 17-day trip to Lviv, but they're going to be working with uh, uh, college students uh, there and uh, leadership opportunities. Mark has been before, but just a great opportunity. Mark's going to be leading that uh, team uh, to be able to go to Ukraine uh, this summer. Uh, and then uh, Moscow uh, in uh, Russia, Miriam Hardin here. Uh, Miriam, do you mind just kind of standing up real quick, letting everybody know? First of all, introducing yourself, everybody. This is Miriam Hardin, and uh, but uh, Miriam, would you tell us uh, real quick uh, when you are anticipating going uh, back and what that's going to look like for you? All right, thanks, Miriam. And we're going to continue to look for ways that we can come alongside Miriam and partner with her, her but uh, but praying for her, and I want you to, to know her face. I want you to know the needs that she has, and as she shares those, that she's going to know that she has a church family here at home that is supporting her and praying for her and uh, is ready to uh, to come alongside her in any way that we can. Uh, the uh, United Emirates, uh, Micah and Becky, and just to let you know, uh, uh, we won't be sharing some information with uh, you on some of these places, like last names and all of that, but uh, uh, praying for them. They were in our service a few weeks ago that we prayed for their whole family, so there was, I think, about 15 of them that were on the stage that were, no, there wasn't that many, but it sure looked like it, and uh, their whole family was headed over, uh, but be praying for them, and I have some specific prayer requests uh, for them uh, over on uh, the Emirates uh, prayer requests that we'll be doing as we close here. Um, and then, uh, but I will say this, Micah and Becky praying for the summer of 2020 uh, that uh, uh, Kennedy, my daughter, is looking at uh, um, going over and would love to take two or three of our students with her, uh, female college students uh, that will live over there for a month. Uh, to be able to serve alongside Micah and Becky and uh, Kennedy and I went over there in 2017, but uh, so uh, I look forward to it's. I was I was really blown away with how God uh, would use that opportunity to open my eyes to how bad my American Christianity has become. So, uh, but uh, praying for that opportunity and you'll have that opportunity to pray for that specifically. This October we are going to take a small group to Amman, Jordan. And uh, that is going to be, uh, I can share more about that later, but uh, um, I'm going to ask you to be praying uh, to go. I'd love to take a team of four to five of us to go to Amman, and uh, we're going to be working alongside some missionaries uh, that are there that have requested uh, some help. And uh, so uh, this is also working with Micah and Becky uh, as well. And then uh, praying for, uh, I'm going to introduce you to uh, Josh and Millie Wall. And Millie is my niece, but uh, they're about to head out uh, from IMB. They're being trained right now. Uh, they're going to go to uh, France uh, and work with uh, immigrants and uh, refugees uh, there. So um, praying for future opportunities for us to be able to come alongside them. Uh, our mission calendar this next year, uh, our, our youth are planning a trip to go to Houston. We'll be leaving March the 16th on a Saturday morning, coming back a Wednesday but we'll continue to work alongside uh, Spring Baptist Church, where we were last summer, or last spring, and uh, continue to come alongside families that have been affected by the hurricane. Uh, so we'll be uh, heading down there. That trip is $35. And uh, uh, I just want to say to you as a church, you know, you, you may think, well, I can't go. Thanks for your giving and how you give, because it has allowed us to be able to um, try to be as effective as possible of engaging our church family and being able to go. Um, and uh, that's a, an incredible opportunity we'll have to come with our youth. Uh, April the 17th through the 22nd, love to take a, a group of four to five of us up to uh, Calgary to work alongside Multiply Church, talk to uh, their mission pastor today. And uh, just they have an outreach event leading up to Easter that we'll help with, and then we'll help with all their Easter services, and then we'll fly back on uh, Monday. Uh, so that'll be coming up uh, April the 17th, if you're interested in that. May the 19th is our serve day where we're going out into the community, uh, and I'm thankful for uh, uh, just that opportunity for us to engage 
our community on uh, on that day and uh, would love for your class to be able to go out and serve together and love to work with you on that. Um, this is a tentative trip. In fact, I don't think it's happening as I put that there. We had a group that was coming in July the 7th through 12th. Uh, and then July the 9th through the 11th is going to be our ambassador baseball camp out at more youth baseball fields. And then our Ukraine team leaving July the 12th. We'll have some of them that are staying for 10 and a handful of them that are going to be able to stay for 17 days uh, there in Ukraine. And then another trip uh, July the 27th through August 3rd going to Calgary to do uh, kids camp. VBS uh, is uh, there in the parks, uh, and we need a, a great team of probably about seven to ten people uh, at least to be able to go uh, to Calgary. And then another trip planning on uh, Panama uh, this summer. Uh, August the 18th, we'll go that evening into our community to serve at the schools, and God's opened up doors uh, for us to be able to do that uh, right before school starts. The Amman, Amman Jordan trip, October the 18th. And then uh, uh, you'll start hearing more about Operation Christmas Child and what takes place there. In fact, while we were in Panama, it, it was I think we heard that they were uh, they had some Operation Christmas Child gifts that they were going to be passing out to kids and and all of that. And our kids were able to participate in that. Uh, I believe a couple of years ago, and how special that was. Um, and then our Emmaus meal bags uh, just uh, went and paid GFF uh, this last week for uh, everybody who had turned in their gift certificates. So. I think we had around uh, about $2,000 that people came and utilized those uh, in our community from uh, Christmas. Um, so anyways, those are dates. And then just to put this for you to be praying, in March of next year, a local pastor's marriage retreat there in David, led by Pastor Owen and Amanda. Uh, March, another youth mission trip. July, Kennedy taking some students to the Emirates um, with uh, working alongside Micah and Becky. And then next July, also working with immigrants in France and continued presence in Calgary and Panama. And, and then just us continue to pray as God opens up doors uh, for, for what he has in store for us. I, th I, I just want to say to you as a church, first of all, thanks for your heart. And uh, I want to encourage us that we're not just thinking about, well, I give for somebody else to go. My prayer is that how is it that you're engaged with sharing the gospel with the lost and dying world? Pastor Carl is uh, helping us uh, connect to our uh, neighborhoods. And so we'll be going, I mean, when we talk about what are, what are we doing, it's, it's starting right there as we walk out these doors. And uh, on Wednesday nights at 4 o'clock, and that'll be, is it the second Wednesday night, Carl? First Wednesday night of every month. Uh, I want to invite you up here at 4 o'clock for us to be able to go walk through our neighborhoods meet uh, neighbors to pray for them and uh, the group that went out this last uh, month uh, had just incredible response uh, incredible opportunities uh, to be able to have gospel conversations share the gospel to pray for our neighbors and uh, that opportunity so uh, I know that's a, a lot that I've just thrown at you but I would encourage us to, to continue to pray pray for ourselves individually how is it that we're engaging uh, a lost and dying world with the gospel. How are we verbally telling others about Jesus? And how is it that we're, we are building relationships with those around us? Let's not be guilty of getting settled in and being comfortable with where we are and our, our routines, what we like. Let's continue to push ourselves to engage a lost and dying world with the gospel of Jesus Christ and what that looks like for us as a church, for us as a Sunday school class, for us individually, and... Uh, uh, that we would see uh, people turning their hearts and lives to Jesus. I want to close tonight with us. Uh, I've put some uh, prayer points up around the room, and uh, these are four specifically. Uh, praying for the opportunity in October to Amon Jordan. Uh, praying for, uh, and there's some specific things to be praying for on each of these, uh, to Panama and what's happening in Panama. Uh, the staff, the pastor, their names there in Calgary. Uh, they are uh, celebrating their one-year anniversary on February the 24th. Uh, so we had a team that was there last year to help launch that. But uh, be praying for them. They're excited about what's about to take place uh, there. And then uh, the emirates of uh, what's going to be taking place there. Pray for Miriam. And so I'm going to ask us tonight that we're going to break up into five groups. We're going to break up into one of these four. And then and Miriam, I'm going to make you sit right there. And uh, I want some folks to come around Miriam uh, to pray for Miriam as she pre prepares to go to Moscow. 
And, uh, and then obviously, these are things that are happening around the world, but you and I are called uh, here locally. So as you're going, as you're praying, as you leave here tonight, who is it that the Lord's put on our heart uh, for right here in our community to share the gospel? And, uh, and as I share all of that, I am deeply convicted of, Jim, what are you doing? What are you, who are you sharing with? So, um, you know, this isn't me pointing a finger at you uh, and uh, uh, doing that. So let's, uh, let's divide up into these different groups, and, uh, and then we're going to, you feel free to dismiss as you, or I'll, cl- I'll close this in a word of prayer uh, so that uh, any long prayers, I'm just kidding, uh, we'll dismiss here. So let's go ahead and break up into these four different groups, all right? Did I put the wrong thing on there? Oh. (laughs) By the way, those are specific prayer requests from Micah on there. Heavenly Father, tonight, uh, thank you for just a reminder for us as a church family that it's not just about what happens inside these walls and the opportunities that we have to fellowship with one another. God, you've brought us together for a purpose. God, to, to grow in our own relationship with you, and I pray that none of us would ever become satisfied with where we are spiritually. God, that we would continue to yearn for you and continue to seek you and learn and grow. And God, I pray that we would instill those around us, that we would provoke that around us, that uh, we're encouraging that in each of us around us. Father, I pray that you would be with us, that uh, as we um, look outside of these doors, Lord, uh, there are people all around that are hurting, and we're reminded of that on a daily basis. And God, uh, I pray that we would be able to be a reflection of you in every conversation, in every uh, drive through and every encounter that we have with people, but God, uh, I pray that it, this our mindset would not be that we live a good lives and that we are good uh, representatives. God, I pray that we would verbally be telling others about you. May people come to know you as their Lord and Savior in our community. God, I pray for our neighbors to know you as Lord and Savior. I pray that you would. Um, move in mighty ways there. God, I pray that you would be with us as we reach out into our community through the schools and 
different uh, uh, avenues that uh, we have presented before us here tonight. But God, we pray that you would be with us as we not only look at our neighbor, but God, uh, that we look around the world at how you would use us. Uh, Father, may you, uh, may we make you known. We love you, and it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. All right, God bless you guys. I know there's a finance team meeting tonight. You guys have a great week.